So Jesus spoke about this spirit of dullness. In Matthew 13, from 11 to 17, he explained, you've been given the intimate experience of insight into the hidden mysteries of the realm of heaven's kingdom, but they have not. He was speaking of unbelievers. For everyone who listens with an open heart will receive progressively more revelation until he has more than enough. So I beg on you guys, listen with an open heart and receive progressively the revelation that comes from God. You will have more than enough. But those who don't listen with an open, teachable heart, even the understanding that they think they have will be taken from them. So this is kind of similar with the talents, right? The master gave the talents and one hid it and that was taken away from him. So just picture that you have this 66 books in scripture and there's all of these engagements that will propel you in your spiritual intimacy with the Lord. And yet we are not moving on that upward trajectory. It is more comfortable for us to believe the very few instances where it is said that we cannot see God rather than whole accounts and descriptions of God. Daniel saw God. He talked about that description. Described all of that encounter. It is just so endless. We've gone through most of these teachings. Verse 13 of Matthew 13. That's why I teach the people using parables. Because they think they are looking for truth. Oh my God. Can you imagine? People come to listen to Jesus and Jesus is saying that he is speaking to them in parables because they think they are looking for truth. Yet because their hearts are unteachable, they never discover it. Although they will listen to me, they never fully perceive the message I speak. The prophecy of Isaiah describes them perfectly. And here it goes. Although they listen carefully to everything I speak, they don't understand a thing I say. They look and pretend to see, but the eyes of their hearts are closed. Their minds are dull. Their minds are dull. Their minds are dull. So we sit in this gatherings and we take all these notes, but we don't understand a thing. We are looking and taking notes, but we're pretending to see because we're not seeing God through these pages. Because the eyes of our hearts are closed. Their minds are dull and slow to perceive. Their ears are plucked and are hard of hearing. And they have deliberately shut their eyes to the truth. Otherwise, they would open their eyes to see and open their ears to hear. I just want to emphasize that the whole thing about spirit, spirit, spirit is about your spirit being in contact with the spirit of God. You are not seeing God in the flesh. Your flesh is not designed to see God. Your flesh is made after the image of your papa and your mama. These features are the features of your earthly father and mother. Your spirit is fully the image of your father. So just like your earthly being can behold your earthly father, your spirit being can engage with your father in the spirit. There is no restriction for you in the spirit. 
It was so in the beginning. And Jesus Christ came to restore that. He is the mediator. He's the in-between. He's the one who translates us from living a fleshy life to a spiritual existence. And that is what this whole born again experience is in John 3. When you read how he says that he that is born of the spirit is spirit and he that is born of the flesh is flesh. You do not engage God in the flesh. You engage him in the spirit. But in that encounter, your flesh will get it. Your flesh will feel it. And it will get to come under the lordship of your spirit because you have allowed your spirit to function in its intended state as it was in the beginning. Amen. Amen. Adam had a whole garden on earth. He had a whole earth with all those animals. It was on earth. It wasn't in the spirit. Yet he had an encounter with the Lord. He would go and sit with the Lord in the cool of the evening. That was his spirit man engaging God. It wasn't an earthly engagement. So we were designed to exist in dual natures, spirit and earth. But we have been so entrenched in an earthly existence that we are losing out. And the Lord is like, draw my children back to who they are in the spirit. Amen. Let them go back to the original because they are missing out. Mm. The devil goes to the court of heaven every time accusing them. How can the devil see God when you cannot? Mm. Can you imagine? <laughs> Isaiah had prophesied about this dullness of spirit. <laughs> and Jesus Christ was telling his disciples that, hey, these people think they want to have an intimate experience with me, but no. Because when truth is before their eyes, they still reject it. These were the people Jesus talked to later on after he died and came back. They were now acting like the people. You know how you tell your friends some secret things and you're like, oh, those other people don't know because they are this. And then you come back to discover that your friends are just like those people. <laughs> right? Because in this passage, Matthew 13, 11 to 17, he was telling them that this mysteries, I'm going to speak to you in parables. So they don't understand because what's the point? They act like they want to know truth, but they do not listen to truth. They are dull of hearing. So I am saying it to them so that they don't get it. But you, my disciples, I will let you get it. He lets them get it. He dies now. He resurrects. And then he is visiting all these people. Go tell my disciples I'm risen. And they are exactly like the people that he hid the parables from. Doll of hearing. Doll of heart. Man of little faith. This stuff he said to them, he taught them himself. And never for once handed them over to anybody. Yet here they were. Jesus told them he was going to do this, that he was going to die. As a matter of fact, in Mark 15 from verse 30 to 32, the people and the high priest were making fun of Jesus when he was on the cross. They said, oh, you said you were going to save people. Now, save yourself. Even those that were crucified with Jesus were like, oh, save yourself. Let's see. So again, I want to ask you guys, why would someone who raised the dead say that he will be raised from the dead and we will not believe it? Can you see the level of our unbelief? 
No, I just want you guys to acknowledge that we have a real issue in the body of Christ. And our lack of belief is producing unbelief in the world at large. The souls of people are depending on our belief, but we have been so casual with it. We have condensed our entire existence to the earth. Like we have no business with heaven until we die and go to heaven. If it was all that, why would Jesus come to earth? Why would he die? Why would he pay the price if it's all about us just amassing riches and becoming like everybody else? You know, wanting the same things that everybody else wants. Belief is the key. I want you to know that something is fighting tooth and nail against your faith for a reason. It may not make sense to you because you do not know Satan. You do not see the one who fought his way to become like God. That is what Satan fought to become. So you don't understand the vengeance he has against God. See, God rejected him, condemned him, but he chose you. Satan wanted to be like God. God decided to make you and I in his image. Like, here was I struggling to the nail to be like you, God, and then you go decide to make people in the image I want to be. He is furious about it. This Satan went after the image of God from Eden, from the very get-go. He is all about making sure that the truth is hidden from God's sons and daughters. He will control their belief to suit his purposes because he knows the power of your belief. He knows the power of your belief. We don't know. When Adam and Eve believed in God, they lived like God. He saw that. And came after that. He lied to them. Attacked their belief. God said, you are in my image. Do exactly what I do. I name Adam. Adam, you name Eve. You name the animals. Just like I do. Providing something. He said, if you eat this, you will become like God. And your eyes will be open. That is a big lie. They were already like God. Hmm. You're already like God. Why are you coming to tell me that I need to do this thing to become like God? I'm already in that image. And so he attacked their belief system. He made them think that even though God said they were in his image, they weren't. This continues to happen. Even though Jesus said, I'm going to resurrect after three days. You know, even in the temple, he was like, destroy this temple and I'll build it in three days. That's part of the mockery that was going on at the crucifixion in Mark 15 from verse 32, 32. They were like, oh, destroyer of the temple and builder of the temple in three days. Get yourself off the cross. Let's see. That's the voice of Satan. Little did Satan know that Jesus Christ will actually resurrect from the dead. So when Adam and Eve believed Satan, well, look at humanity today. Look at the effects of a wrong belief upon mankind. It has caused darkness to increase. Because man has believed more in darkness, darkness will increase. That's the power of our belief. It has unleashed such a hatred for God. It has caused death and all kinds of sin now accepted in society. Because we have tethered to us belief in the darkness. Belief will manifest if we hold on to it firmly. If I hold on firmly that I can see God, I will see God. If I hold on firmly that I cannot see him, then it's going to be difficult. You know, and I was thinking as I was writing this, I'm like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, an immigrant, 
He comes into the U.S. He pursues a dream. He becomes a very successful actor and ends up the governor of California. That's his belief. That is the American dream. American dream is breathed right there from a man who believed. That is the power of belief. How do you fault someone whose belief has matured? We cannot fight and despise people when even we do not function in our beliefs. If the power of God has delivered us from death to life, then why aren't we living fully in that life now? Why is it hard for us to believe that? That you can speak in tongues, that you can cast out devils, that you can heal the sick, that if a snake bites you, you will not die, that if you drink poison, you will not die. You guys, most of you know my story. I was poisoned several times. I had no clue till the person confessed, came under the power of God, was manifesting and saying that when they put poison in my food and in my drink, they opened their mouth to say that the blood of Jesus destroyed it. I had no clue. I was feasting on poison. Are we yet to be delivered? If the power of God has delivered us, then we must believe that this life that Jesus Christ said we will leave out, we will leave it out. Because some people still believe that we can't raise the dead, but Jesus Christ said that we will. Some people say that those things are long gone. They say that he died with the disciples, but that's not true. No. Could it be that we placed our belief in the wrong teachings? And therefore now you and I need to be delivered from years of wrong beliefs. Even right now, we are choosing to hold on to half truths. Like now, Sally just testified that she felt that pain. You know, sometimes the first thing you want to do is go to the doctor. There's nothing checking with the doctor. But the first thing should be checking with the gifts you have manifest them. And that's what Sally did. She prayed and that pain left. And if it does not leave, keep praying, keep pressing in. It is your inheritance. Allow your faith to mature. Let it manifest. I want us to also consider, is it easier to hold on to unbelief because of a spirit of dullness of heart? Paul had the same issue with the church in Hebrews 5, 11 to 12. He said that we have much to say about this topic, although it is difficult to explain because you have become too dull and sluggish to understand. You should already be professors instructing people by now, but instead you need to be taught from the beginning the basics of God's prophetic oracles. You're like children still needing milk and not yet ready to digest food. So today I want us to begin to ask the Lord Jesus to set us free from the activities within our heart and mind and our temple restricting our destiny in Christ. I want us to begin to check with the Lord right now. Yes. Begin to yes. check. Because Paul admonishes again in Hebrews 6 yes. verse 12. He said, so don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm. Don't allow it. In the mighty name of Jesus, decree, I will not allow my heart to be dull. I will not lose my enthusiasm. In the mighty name of Jesus, I will not lose my He said, but follow the example of those who have fully received what God has promised. 
fully receive. What does it mean to fully receive the promise of God? Because of their strong faith and patient endurance. Wow. Isn't that the same thing when the Israelites were coming up from, uh, from Egypt? Yeah. Because of unbelief. Yeah, the pressure was too much. So they were like, can we have the garlic from Egypt? They were ready to go back to slavery. Their spirits became dull just because they weren't taking in the things they were used to taking in in the physical. The flesh will come at you. Your mind is messing with you. And Jesus Christ addressed it. He said to his disciples, he said to his disciples in Mark 16, where Ladan read, verse 14. Yes. He upbraided them. He rebuked them for their little faith and dullness of their hearts because they had not believed those who saw him risen. So there's a spirit behind those who haven't seen Christ risen. There's a spirit behind them. It has permeated into the body of Christ. And so we'd rather believe not to see Jesus than to see Jesus. But then you can see if somebody says, I saw a demon and all that, even to believe. (laughs) My sister, now you're talking. How quick are we to say, oh, I just saw that spirit. Oh, I saw that spirit show up. Oh, you need to see it. I could see it. What? Why are you so used to that kingdom that your forefathers have operated in for donkey years? You did not come from them. You came from God. Take control of your spirit and take it to your daddy. Renounce every agreement with the demonic kingdom. All they do is make you do the wrong things, make the wrong choices, and make you lose out on the great benefits you have in Christ Jesus. It is not worth it. It is not worth it. I want you to know that it's not just for you. Remember, as Ladan was reading, Jesus said to them, go into all the world. There's people that are depending on your belief. Go into all the world in the name of Jesus. Know that he will put... In fact, just finish up the the verse, Ladan. (laughs) Verse 20. And went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen. The Lord is going to back up your word. Amen. Just like she read, the Lord confirmed with signs and wonders. Proving that this is what belief produced. This is the maturation of belief. You see the signs and wonders. The Lord will strengthen every word you speak in his name. Because that's what he left you with. He left the earth so that you can continue with the things he was doing. And scripture says that he will not do a thing without first seeing his father do it. So Jesus was seeing God do it and then he would do it. So we are also to see God, see God do those things. And so we can also do it. We are called to continue the works of Jesus and we are backed up by his authority. 
He said, go and this, I will strengthen my word in you. So belief must be activated. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far. But, you know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the, <laughs> the support. And thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us, into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently what stopped that what took us away from that this is all and so much more you will encounter in spirit 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 so i want you right now i want to encourage you go for it go grab your copy please grab your copy tell me about it tell me what the lord is already doing in your life tell me what the lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for i encourage you to give the gift of the spirit <laughs>